Well, I think we're uh, we're live now, so we? <laughs> thank you for coming on the podcast, Emily. Oh, thank you for having me, <laughs> oh, Ryan. Cheers, yeah. Let's, cheers. Uh, we're actually drinking beer this time while I'm drinking beer. We are. Beer. Uh, well, yeah. I've got an orange juice. We'll just pretend that there's something other than ice in it. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, thank you for coming on. And uh, if you want to just tell everybody who's listening and watching and stuff like that who you are and, you know, tell us a little bit about you and stuff. Thanks. Um, <laughs> my name is Emily Fender. So by trade, I am a mental health nurse. I went to Swansea University where you currently work. That's down, down on the bay by the, uh, by the sea there. Um, I qualified two years ago, so I worked for the NHS for a year. Um, I had a baptism of fire into the NHS. I did like a rotational post, so I went straight out into the community. I was a CPN, mm. a community psych nurse. Then I did um, some work with the crisis team, which is as it sounds, Intense, yeah. <laughs> as, as you'd imagine. <laughs> um, yeah, so like, you know, you turn up at A&E, you assess people who are having a mental health crisis. Um, did some work in the ward, which I loved. But previously to, you know, doing my nurse training and being a nurse, like I was self-employed before. Mm. And when you've got that like entrepreneurial, whatever spirit in you, mm. it just doesn't go away. So like I was self-employed at a young age. I was then bankrupt at a young age. Mm. And then, you know, it led to like this whole journey Um and I went and got a proper job, as yeah. my nan said. <laughs> went and got a proper job. And he was just there, nagging away. So I was like, right, I've got a nurse degree. Mm. I want to work on my own terms and live my life how I want to and how it looks to me, what's right. Um, so I was like, right, how can I use my nurse degree to get there again? So that's well, where we're at now. <laughs> I was going to say, what, was the, what were you doing before? And the I didn't know about this. So, oh God. Before. So when I was 19, I thought it was a really good idea mm. to buy a pub. Right. Like, newsflash, it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> we, were, we then, after what, six months of, of owning it, we went into a double zip recession. Okay, um, yeah. So yeah, it wasn't great experience, but it was at the same time. Um, Basically, it accumulated in me having a massive mental breakdown. I, I was like anxious, depressed, suicidal, really, really unwell. Um, but, and you like this, made me a much better person. So like going through all that shit just made me nicer, kinder, more empathetic, like more chilled out about things that I can't control, I guess. Um, which then led me on the journey to doing my mental health training. Okay, yeah, it's good. Do you know what? It's interesting you said that. Like, it's, it is often the, sh the, the bad roads and the shit that goes mm. on, you know, in our lives, which defines us and who and who we are and what we do and stuff like that. You know, um, yeah, so I, I get that. That's uh, that's good. So how long have you been doing it? Do you say another you know, mental health nursing? So I've been qualified for two years for two now. Years. Yeah, okay. I left the NHS, as my Facebook memories reminded me mm. the other day, I left the NHS a year ago to start um, our own company. Yeah, yeah. So it's called Empower Support. Um, and the global pandemic <laughs> that we're currently in the midst of really derailed sort of our plans for the year as it did for pretty everything, much yeah. everything and everybody. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I'm just annoyingly positive. Um, so, you know, it'll all work out. I know it will. Mm. Like I know in my heart and in my belly, like I know it'll be fine. Um, which, you know, when you talk to your accountants and I'm like, I know in my heart and my belly it'll be fine. They're yeah. like, yeah, we need a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, that's the, that, that is the trouble. I think when you're trying to talk to somebody who is, uh, you know, I, I, yeah, data driven or lo- logic driven. Yeah, there's no logic up here, right? No, yeah, I think you have got to be a dreamer, haven't you? I, re- you, I think that's if you weren't a dreamer, like you know, and that, and have that sort of personality about you, you probably wouldn't have done half of the stuff that you've done. You if, know, in, in... when you're not a dreamer, when your life is a nightmare. Mm you can't you can't see out of it can you mm. and like at the minute you know we're we're making progress slowly slowly um and getting there and we're just keeping on because mm. when you've hit rock bottom which we did before like your only option is to carry on what's your option yeah yeah, yeah to carry yeah. on to carry on so like slowly slowly we're getting there um good incredible team mm. um so what is it actually obviously i you know, i know what it is but if you just want to explain to the people listening, yeah like, what, okay what what's the whole concept behind it what are you doing you know yeah the concept the mission? the mission was for me to not have to work 40 hours a week mm. until i'm 70 you know yeah. <laughs> um so like the mission statement so like the values of empower is that everybody deserves to feel that they belong mm. um belong in the community belong in society belong to a family in inverted commas or whatever that looks so like our whole mission is to take people who have become institutionalized who live in an institution mm. um you know like a psychiatric hospital a, a low secure unit or a prison yeah. that have got um mental illness and repatriate them you know back into the community provide them with like high spec accommodation which like my idea is if i wouldn't live there or if i wouldn't stay there if it was a hotel i don't want someone else to stay there um and provide them with support um we also provide people with support in their own homes so you know we've got a couple of clients on our books now um take them shopping take them out and about and uh, covid rules you know <laughs> yeah, allowing, COVID allowing and just um yeah and just really like get them back on track and make them feel like worthy and empowered like we want to support mm. them to feel empowered you can see you can see where the name come from there yeah, yeah, so yeah. like to make choices about their own life and to just yeah to just feel like they're not their illness that they've got this label but it doesn't define them i love that you said that actually right labeling is a big big thing yeah. and i always talk about this because like you know if you are if, if you are somebody who is, um, let's say, like, for example, you're somebody who's committed a crime, mm. you're seen as a criminal, criminal. a lot of the time. Mm. You're a criminal um, or a prisoner or whatever it is, do you know what I mean? So if you do end up going to prison for it, you're seen as a prisoner, and that is a label in itself. Yeah. That is one of the most difficult things to overcome, because I think people will, they, they, they identify with that. And so if they're saying, I'm, I'm a criminal, for example, you know, you identify with what those, the pers- regular person uh, personality traits or what you believe to be a criminal almost you start to become yeah. that person and i think that's why reoffending is a big thing yeah you know whereas if you like you said what you're doing with there is you're giving them connection that's another point you mentioned about family yeah you know connection is one of the key reasons that i in my opinion that why people are kind of depressed or anxious and things like that not all the cases but you know a lot of the time it is a lack of connection so either mm-hmm. it's a lack of connection to perhaps you know parents yeah or or just friends and family and whatever like or you know if 
it's, I don't know if it's trust issues that you know you, you can't trust other people you know you're literally pulling yourself back from them and then again it's a connection issue so I think that it does account for a lot of stuff there's a book I've got in the house I don't know if you've read it Lost Connections by Johan Hari oh no I'll have to look it up yeah I haven't read it myself but I've uh, you know I've like read a lot of his stuff he's done a TED Talks on there as well and uh, my friend Sarah Maxwell she's big on on the, you know, the same sort of stuff that I am and she's read that book and she can't you know she, she loved it you know it was um very interesting but he's talking about why connections uh, or lack of connections can be a kind of a leading cause in in depression oh absolutely like we're not we're not designed to live on our own like we are still cavemen yeah, we yeah, have yeah. nicer shoes and better tech like that it we're just cave people mm. like our brain all these hundreds of, i'm not really good at history all these hundreds <laughs> of millions of thousands of, hundred, of yeah, yeah. years <laughs> where we've evolved like our physiology hasn't evolved our, our brain hasn't yeah. changed we're not designed to live in this world mm. of 24-hour news of constant constant cortisol and adrenaline and fight and flight like that that response was designed for running away from tigers not yeah. for scrolling on facebook and, and dopamine as well the dopamine Just hits we get constantly from the notifications oh, like, like, like yeah. yeah yeah oh have you watched that social i've watched oh that. I've, mate you know what? i've watched i watched a small part I'd of turn it off. Yeah, I've watched a small part of it. I know somebody, actually, one of the boys, Sam, uh, he's just, literally today, he's just put a post up saying, uh, if you want to get in touch with me... And delete my Facebook. Yeah, he's deleted oh, his mate. Facebook, his Instagram, everything. <laughs> he's literally just leaving WhatsApp left for a month or something. Me and my other half watched it, and he was like, see, see, I've mm. been telling you, because, like, I wrote my dissertation on why social media was bad for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's false connection. So we need real human connection. We need mm. this. We need proper conversations a proper support network so i deleted all my social media when i had my and i'm gonna say spectacular breakdown like it was go hard or go home do you know what i mean like girl didn't wash her face for about four months like i i was really ill so i deleted everything because i just wanted the world to swallow me up i was ashamed of myself how could i let this happen la 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 all this nonsense we tell ourselves so i deleted it then went to uni, opened another business. So I've got an aesthetics clinic where we do like Botox fillers. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Opened it and went, oh, I'm going to customers. Oh, wait, I need to, oh, okay, I need Facebook and Instagram <laughs> to get customers. And then, ironically, I put up a post on Facebook saying, I'm back in business. Um, I want to make some like-minded connections as I want to go for a coffee. Mm. And it went a bit, viral in Swansea and that's where Girl Boss Club which mm. is like a, a female network I run come from so we meet here <laughs> monthly yeah, yeah, yeah. um not now but we meet monthly and it's like a massive following so like I use social media as a tool mm. to make connections like I'm constantly on there but I, I'm trying to be mindful to produce content mm. instead of consuming content yeah yeah and it is the main reason, or probably the only reason, me and my partner clash, mm. get off your phone, Emily. Yeah. Get off your phone. Why do you feel the need to take a picture of that? Why do you feel the need to share that? Mm. And it's so inflammatory, and we are not designed to cope with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I should probably read my own dissertation again, and just delete it all. <laughs> but no, we watched that the other night, and he was like, oh my God, it's like I told you. Like, it's not an accident mm. that it's addictive. It's on purpose. Mm. And it's because people are making so much money off the adverts and stuff. So you have to be super mindful 
that you're not um, trading real life connection mm. for false, look how many likes, followers, shares, messages I've got. Do you know, I, li- I like you said that actually, I'm not, you're not trading real time or real connections for something that's not tangible artificial it's ego driven it's it's a vanity metric isn't it and it's so easy to get sucked into have you seen what they're on about doing now i don't know if this has been implemented but they were talking about instagram what was it i think they're they're going to put a part of thing on a post if a post is edited it's going to say it's edited. Mm. You know, I think they were talking about that. What, like the filter, is yes. it? Yeah, yeah. That's it. So yeah, if yeah. someone's putting a filter on it, or even if they take a photo and edit it before they put it on Instagram. Photoshop. Yeah, they'd use artificial intelligence, I think, to, wow. to, to know, you know, if that photo is edited based on the contrast yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, and it would tell people then. Because, and I think that, I do you know, I think it's a really good idea as it happens because it's it might take a bit it'll take a hit on the ego of the people who are posting the edited photos so it's a bit of a dangerous game there but i do think it will allow people who already you know you know people who have seen photos of like you know he or she on instagram and you know they got the abs they got all this and that or whatever like you look at it and you go that's that's edited but i think yeah. when it says it says it's edited on it yeah. you know, already i think it does allow you to realize a little bit more especially the younger generation that that is not what everybody looks no, like. No, um, you're comparing yourself to something that yeah. is not real. Yeah, James Smith talks about it. You know, have you, have you come across James Smith at all? No, I haven't heard James, of James him. Smith PT, right? He's, he's from England. He's oh, I not... think I've seen it. And he does the um, real life versus Insta, is it? Is it them ones? No, no, he's... Uh, he's so he was originally uh, like a personal trainer who was like uh, pretty much his, his thing is calorie deficit yeah, so yeah, he yeah. just slags every other diet off and he just says calorie deficit and what brings Ugh, uh, my trainer says that I'm like fix me she's like calorie <laughs> deficit exercise I'm like no no <laughs> no <laughs> quick <laughs> but he's literally like, he's he's very straight talking as well which is yeah I, I have seen his post I have seen his post and yeah. we need more of that because that mm. is tr- that's true mm. like and you the filters the highlights real the yeah. you know if you're sitting in your house miserable <laughs> and you're using this to to numb or to yeah. distract or you know to just mindlessly scroll because it is mindless and i lose mm. i lose hours oh god yeah like hours so many hours you know literally so many hours a week i don't even I, I you just it's a rabbit hole you're yeah. there and you're scrolling but you're comparing yourself to something that doesn't exist mm. and and you're sitting there in your deepest darkest painful moment looking at someone's oh my god me and me and all my friends mm. or me and i'm having the best time ever but like until until you know that that's not true and they're only showing you what you want to see and you're seeing the worst part in yourself you're comparing your darkness to someone else's highlights yeah. and a real eye-opener for me so a massive um pinch point of mine is not having any friends Mm. massive trigger for me like i was really badly bullied in school and it's a huge trigger Mm. um and it's something i've spent a lot of time and money and hours working on and i'm like healed like i would say like i can i can look at it objectively now whereas i used to get embroiled in it before so like I've done a lot of coaching, counselling around it. I've done a lot of healing around it, and a lot of doing, and just really worked hard to like not be upset, like 
that's not true. Consumed by it. Yeah, consumed. Yeah. Consumed, consumed by the idea of it. Yeah, yeah, consumed. So, like, I would always look at, like, big groups of girls that have gone right through school together or, like, on a night out, like, hashtag cocktails with my girls and I would just feel, oh, in my belly, like, jealousy. Like, I mm. wish I had that. Got no, like, backstory with my friends. Mm. But now I realise someone you've met a year ago or... However, you know, someone who's been in life a small amount of time can have better intentions for you and can yeah. be better for you than someone you've known all your life. But my biggest, like, um, like look moment was all these girls on a night out. And I was just watching them. I was like, oh, they look nice. Like, mm-hmm. I like your top, whatever. And then I was talking and I looked again and they were like, um, just filming their entire night to yeah. put on like Instagram and then like blah 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 like this and doing all the selfies and filming around the table and then back to nothing. Mm. So it was like cameras like oh we're having the best time ever. Cameras away back to no chat, no chat, nothing. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> one of the girls went to the toilet and all her friends were like oh my god I can't believe what she's wearing. Oh my god blah blah blah, blah. like really like slagging her off. Yeah yeah. And I was just like if I just seen that. Mm-hmm. Like on my feed, on my feed on Sunday morning, like cocktails with the girlies. I'd seen. I'd have been like, oh, I wish I had a big group of girlfriends to go out like that, and like, oh, they must have had the best night because yeah. I was witnessing it. I was thinking, I'm comparing what I've what I perceive to not have mm. with something that's fake, mm. and then when I look at the the actual people that I've got in my life, mm. that will do anything for me and that are amazing friends like we were homeless in a pandemic and yeah, my yeah. friend went yeah come live with us yeah like that yeah. like that yeah i love that that those are the type of people you need around you like not 100%. even a hesitation we were like oh my god what are we gonna do so we sold our house mm. um we had to get out we'd sign the contract blah, 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 and then they didn't release our mortgage mm. and they said oh a week two weeks and then we went into lockdown so i was like oh we last to get like an airbnb for like two weeks my friend was just like my friend Becky, who I met at Girl Boss, mm. known her like a year, was just like, yeah, move in with us for two weeks. Yeah. We stayed there for 21 weeks. And they did not oh blink. They did yeah. not blink an eye. Mm. They were like, welcome in. Like, couldn't have been better friends. Yeah, and yeah. I just think, you haven't got to be going on these elaborate nights out. You haven't got, you know, friends that have got your back. Like, in the, re- in the real world. Mm. Like... You know, we're really close with, like, my cousin and his wife. And, like, all the time, they're like, everything okay? How's the business going? Like, genuinely want to know mm. and want to support us and want to help us. And you just think, that is worth more than a hundred. And you know what? This is like, Fred, that, that, that's essentially what I'm guessing why you set up Girl Boss Club to a certain extent, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Actually getting people together Garen's and meeting together. new people that are like are like minded. It's just exactly mm-hmm. the same reason with me and ideas and beers, you know. Find like, your tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Find your tribe. And if, if you're looking around and all you see is like veneers mm-hmm. of people and you just can't have anything but like a super like a superficial conversation with them, mm-hmm. like put it out there that you want to make new friends and i think there's such a big stigma around going does anyone want to be my friend yeah, as yeah. an adult like when i was a kid i'd walk up to people in the park like do you want to play with me <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't you, would you not yeah, yeah do you want to yeah. play football like yeah, do you know what i was I, I like like you as well i was like kind of bullied when i was in school but i was yeah. like i would say i was i'm a lot more sociable now than i was you know as a kid you know i uh I was the kind of person who I think I probably I was a bit of a sheep when I was younger so I'd kind of 
I, you know, I well, I didn't have an identity of my own. Almost, I feel. I think I just kind of followed, followed what other people were doing. Safe, almost, man. Playing safe. It safe. Safe. Yeah, and as I've got older, like you know, my my friends can be a testament to this. You know, they have seen me go from doing all of the kind of the like lad stuff you do and whatever, blah blah blah, and then all of a sudden I, you know, randomly I went off and I set up a business. Like nobody in my family has ever set up a business. Yeah. Nobody, none of my yeah. friends had at that point. You know, at like very young age, and that was the kind of the start of the journey. Then of my own journey where I'm going off on my own doing other stuff. And in the recent years, like I've recent months as well, especially, I don't care about what people think of me anymore yeah. whereas that used to be a it's big a good issue. place to be it's yeah. a good place to be um i would say from being bullied so i was bullied um quite badly in school i was really ill so i was in a wheelchair when i was in school for mm. the last year and then i left so i, I did year seven year eight ill in year nine went a bit and then my parents were like that's enough we're taking it mm. um so mine has always been driven from a place of please like me yeah, please yeah, like yeah. me <laughs> please be my friend um but now I'm more comfortable in like I'm myself like I accept myself and I like myself um and I'm not overly worried about being liked like I think when you think you know yourself like I've got a nice heart I've got good values whatever like this is what I think this is what I believe this is the life I want to live like if that's in tune with you excellent like I'm not trying to drag you down you're not trying to drag me down fine but I think actively seeking out people who encourage you and want to see you do well and clap when you win and like what encourage you to level up. Mm. So like I look around rooms that I'm in sometimes and I'm like, yeah. who let me in here? Because <laughs> like, but like you should be the you shouldn't be the cleverest person or the. I was just gonna say about that. Yeah. In the room, you should mm. always be surrounded by people who you look Force at and you think. To level up. Yeah, I want to be more like you. I mm. want to. I want to think like that. Oh, I. I think I deserve that mm. in my life. And I think if you get that mindset, it's like your moral duty to pass that on to other people who don't feel like that. Then and yeah. encourage other people. And I also think I do think it's important, right? So, like, to put yourself in a room, like you said, where it's forcing you to level up, uh, but not at the expense of your own kind of like mental health and stuff like that. So, if it's if it's something, if you feel inferior, or if you're being made to feel inferior, they should make you feel they, yes. you're in the wrong room. Then that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. 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 Inferior. Yeah. You should be empowered and you know to, to be yes and supported. Yeah. So girl bosses uh, <laughs> mentality. <laughs> yeah. Our like tagline is positivity, empowerment, and support. Mm. That's that's it. Yeah. So like, people say, oh, I don't think I'm a businesswoman enough to come to get, come. You mm. haven't got to have a business to come. All you got, all you got to want to do is self development because. Mm. You, you apply any business development to yourself for self-development. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. literally, any strategy in the world, but instead of it to a business, to a person, yeah, yeah. you're levelling up. And you are a business as well. Well, certainly you are a business, but you are, you are your business. You're a brand. Yeah you, are a, you are, yeah, you are a brand, but you are your own business. So whatever business you set up is an extension of yourself. Yeah. And I think that's what I've realised is, you know, when I'm setting up a business, if you're not, you're learning as you go along. Yeah. But that business is an extension of yourself. Like you have set that up for a specific reason. And I think that's especially why it's important to make sure that that business resonates with who you are as a person and your values. Yeah, so yeah. like all of your, the stuff that you're doing now is very much aligned with you, your values as a person and yeah, why you, what the world you wish to create. And I, I've done that so many times where I've set up businesses or got involved it's in not, stuff. It's not aligned with you. It's yeah, not, you're not, not in alignment. No, and it, you feel that as well. I think and you're, not, you're being inauthentic more. then, aren't you? Yeah. So like... 
um, I always felt the need to tone myself down. Mm. We told all my life, talk too much, Em. Be quiet, Emily. Emily, be quiet. Like, stop talking too much. Like, apply yourself. <laughs> like, that is part of who I am, but yeah, that yeah. is part of what I want to create. Like, I, I like the fact that you can come and have a chat and in, in all aspects, like that human connection again, mm. that builds another community, that builds another support network. So my coach, Cora, like actually worth her weight in gold, mm. like would just challenge me on it. Why are you fighting it so much? Mm. Why are you fighting being yourself so much? What's that bringing up for you? And you're mm. like, stop asking me out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay you for this. Just blindly support me. <laughs> just, just blindly support me and tell me I'm right. But it's like, why, why are you battling with yourself? Mm. Like, you know, I'm not for everyone, no one is. Mm. Like, I asked you a question earlier, you know, nobody likes or resonates or gels with every, or gets good vibes from yeah. every single person they meet. You're going to have different opinions, different whatever. But if I'm not being myself and putting myself out there and saying, this is who I am and I'd like to meet more people who none are the same as me because mm. that's nonsense why would you but who have got the same sort of mindset morals or want the same things yeah. or I, I, I don't know how to explain it i don't want to make carbon copies of myself because no. i probably wouldn't like no, that's it. you want to you want yeah you, you know you want to build people up to to be their own person or to empower yeah. them to be their own person and i think that's the problem with the society we live in today is you know there's so so much focus on you know, on, on what you should become as a like. So, for example, like the you know Instagram influencers. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's seen as they're all a carbon copy of each other. Yeah, yeah, they're carbon copy of each other, and they seem to be having this unbelievable life. Where and you look at them and you think they must be really, really rich because they've got one hundred fifty thousand followers on Instagram. You know, but there was something that was published in, in one of the newspapers quite recently that one of those influencers who had a massive following was actually like in re like skin. You know what I mean? They had yeah. they were, like living with their parents or something. Like, you know, and and that is. That's something that James Smith talks about as it happens with his, you know, with his content. Like he, you know, he said like he had, I think like a hundred thousand followers or whatever, and he was still like no better for it financially. I think it no, was it doesn't where, translate. You know, yeah. It doesn't translate. Um, yeah, it doesn't, and it's false, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. not. It's not your. And when you start measuring mm. your worth by these metrics, yeah. if you take all that away, who are you? Mm. Yeah, yeah, this is it. You, I know, when you, when, you, when, you, when you strip it back, that, and that's the thing, a lot of people well, can yeah. answer it. A lot of people can answer it because it's almost like, like you, I think you mentioned something about like an onion earlier on, but like in layers of the onion, yeah. you know, we we wrap so much um, of the layers layers around ourselves yeah. under a false perception or yeah. false base. To protect us yeah. or to play to our ego or yeah, to whatever. Yeah. Or just the, you know, the social yeah. groups we're in and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Like you said, I suppose that's, you know, it is the ego then because you're, you know, you're trying to be something you're not in and the you're cool wrapping heads. the layers yeah. up. So like that could be involving, you know, I don't know, let's say getting a house or doing doing things that aren't aligned with you, like, you know, who you are as a person. So somebody, if you are like a traveler, naturally, you might feel pressurized by the people you're around and your family and stuff to go and get a house and to get a mortgage and to get a you know full-time job. When yeah. Really what you want to do is be an artist and sell art or whatever, or just do it and yeah. then go traveling or something like that. Oh, and yeah. I think what you're doing then is based on your circumstances, you're layering, you're putting layers on top of the onion almost. Yeah. And I think when you, like you said, when you ask big questions or get asked big questions, then like, who are you know who without are you really? that yeah, yeah you know, without you, that yeah you strip it back it's like 
it's it, it can be really frightening it's scary. for people. It's scary. Yeah. It's scary, and it is. So, like, I did a post on Instagram the other day about like success by numbers. I called it. Yeah. So, like, me and my partner don't have children, um, whereas you know most people our age, I don't know, are thinking about it mm. or whatever. Like, we haven't discussed it at length. La la la. We get married next year, etc. etc. But everyone's like, oh my god, you want you don't want to be like too late, and I'm like, what do you mean? Like, what is too late? Like, or you know, we we just moved into our house now. We just got engaged this year after five years being together. It's like, God, it's a long time, you know, mm. five years. And I was just like, is it like, mm. according to who and whose watch and whose clock? What are you, whose ruler are you measuring yeah, yeah. my success with? And that's an interesting one. Success in 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 itself. Like every person's vision of Defines success is, yeah, it, it's very subjective, isn't it? You know, that yeah. each individual will define sex, success. I was going to say sex, and define success. It's one definition of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they'll define success uh, individually, and you know, based on how they perceive the world. So somebody yeah. could see success as having a million pound in the bank, whereas yeah. somebody else will see success as you know waking up and doing something that they love yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's why it's important to realise that the metrics that we are seeing success as yeah. are all wrong realistically yeah. not, not us like you know like a lot of people do see it they definitely but typically what society tells us yeah. is success yeah you know in glamorizes in, in money for the man and you know it's yeah. all capitalism success yeah. isn't it yeah it's the people who are driving the ferraris and running businesses yeah. and yeah stuff like that but like i've butted up with um what you know one of our friends uh, regarding this mm. Um, and you know we've had a discussion and then we both see each other's point of view so like because I run something called girl boss I post very specific content for like same with you Mm. with your with your coaching Instagram it's specific content for your target market isn't it so it's like and it's how that's perceived then so like I'm not saying I'm not saying that being self-employed is being better than employed Mm. I'm not saying that having children not having children having a partner like i'm not saying that either is better than the other Mm. but it's what's for you and what you are choosing and it's like it's how that you can see someone else's opinion and not judge it Mm. and and not want to be right or not want to be um seen as a good person because you think them do this but like being self-employed for me it suits it suits me and that's what i define as success Mm. to me yeah being able to do the things that you want to do and making your own essentially managing your own time even though you're spending a lot more time on doing stuff but it's it's, for myself yeah i'm happy to be stressed stressed knackered skint skint right now (laughs) yeah yeah like covid has absolutely like rinsed us and we haven't had government help and all this that everyone thinks has been massive things being doled out. Mm. Like, if you fall between the cracks, you are on your own, mate. Yeah, like, I've met a few people. Yeah, like, you are on your, like, saws. Like, we'll take your tax off you. We don't have it back in any way, shape, or form. But it, like, to me now, I left a, a good, comfortable job. Mm. Like, damn, my block clean off to mm-hmm. some people. Like, I, I probably give other people anxiety. Like, but to me, that risk was worth taking because the worst thing in business could ever happen to me has already happened. Yeah. It weren't that bad. Well, I say it weren't that bad. That sounds really flippant. But, like, I bounced back from it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, 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 I, I've realised this myself as well. The floor is never, it's never as far down as it seems when you're looking. 
when you're when you're looking down you know and you think you know what like this this uh you know this is going to be the yeah. worst thing ever if this happens and i think when you hit the that ground bottom that ground floor even if you fall below it yeah. sometimes you kind of go this is not bad because yeah. i'm still alive it's a bit of a trampoline more than anything <laughs> yeah, you know you get there and you think you know what actually i feel really you know almost free to a certain extent to go do you know what actually i've got lessons to learn you i'm gonna figure Honestly, out what they are and when i say that, that to people to... normally they just like what mm. going bankrupt and being mentally ill was probably the best thing that's ever happened to me mm-hmm. retrospectively yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, at the time, no. at the time yeah. i was like well this is shit <laughs> 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 like now i'm just like no like you know it's giving me what tons of self-awareness empathy but like in that moment i was like well, can we see a way out of this? Uh, probably call it a day then. But that, and it, the ability to have humour about it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you, you've got to laugh in the face of, of adversity. Like, yeah, yeah. what is your other option? Hmm. Like, I'm a psychonist. Like, we got some of the darkest humour going. Like, some of the things <laughs> I've heard. Some yeah. of the things I've heard in, like, wards. And you're like, oh, because that's how you cope. We, we to, see yeah. in you terrible things. And, you know, as long as it's not at the expense of a person, you have, to, it, yeah. you have to just make some jokes sometimes, you know, at self-expense more than anything, mm-hmm. just to get through the day. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. Because yeah, I think what you do when you make that kind of like, the, the, the dark humour essentially is you're, you're dissociating from from the situation just a little bit. So, it. Just yeah. how bad it is. Because yeah. you're laughing at it. It's comedy, comedy and tragedy, in it? Like, yeah, 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 like yeah. Oh, you, you've got you've got to find, like, the good and you've got to find the homework because what is the other option when you live in, in something so terrible? Hmm. But, yeah. What, I would... What, what would you say, you know, like you said, when you had your breakdown and stuff like that, what yeah. would you say is the key thing that, that kind of brought you back, essentially? Family like, support. Family support, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Like... So essentially connection in connection. general. Like, you, you, like yeah. I can't even... My parents are actually... Imagine parenting me, right? <laughs> like, my parents are just more supportive than I deserve. Yeah. Like, when I went bankrupt, they made my dad bankrupt as well. Right. They nearly lost it all. Yeah. Like, yeah. all of it. The stress. Um, family... Yeah. Family support... Um, however that looks, however that looks to anyone, mm. to me, that was my parents, um, my grandparents, bless them. Um, my dad's parents passed away, sadly, this year, within a year of each other. It was awful for my dad. But, mm. like, yeah, my, my my parents, my brother, and just, like, my long-standing friend who's a scouser and will find humour in anything, <laughs> yeah. as they all do. But just that, whatever your, whatever your support network looks like... Mm. Um, so second year of my degree, I did start to dip back down again, depression. I went back on antidepressants and my partner dragged me through it a hundred percent. Um, closely followed by purpose. Mm. Everybody needs a purpose. I can't, I can't even, I can't, like, I can't, yeah, I can't put the words, no matter how that looks. Mm. So if your purpose in life is feeding your dog every day, yeah, yeah. or if your purpose in life is like, 
looking after your kids, whatever. So my purpose, after being like, oh, woe is me, it was very dramatic. Like, no one had ever been as depressed as I was. Like, no one could possibly have felt as bad as I did. So I, like, took to my sofa for months. So, like, my purpose then, I watched the Harry Bikers. They were cooking for old people, and I was like, aw, I want to do that. No care experience, just applied for a job, got it. Something like six hours a week. Just went and was like chatting away to these elderly people. Mm. Nothing will bring you out of depression and and like first world privilege, I guess, than talking to people at the end of their lives. Mm. Because I was 23, thought my life was over. And then you're talking to someone in their 90s with with dementia or like with like MS or like with these really horrific like life-changing chronic illnesses parkinson's mm. just and they're like they're finding joy yeah yeah yeah. in their life and at 23 i was like oh what was me it's a matter of perspective isn't it? perspective am i yeah. not i am absolutely not minimizing depression like mm. it was horrific yeah. like my first breakdown my second one but a little bit of perspective just shifting that lens mm. just like, i had like an actual epiphany yeah, like yeah. i was just like Oh my god! I need to sort my I need to sort my head out. Mm. Like I went and got on, I went and used medication yeah. for like six months, eight months, something like that. I like made sure I walked the dog every day, made sure I maintained my connections because I just went into my shell. Like I cut everyone off. I just went whoop. Like, that class was dangerous. I, I'm, so dangerous. I've, I've picked up on you know if if anyone I know I see or hear is like going into social themselves. Media, yeah. yeah, I notice it now, and I'll I'll say is everything right? Yeah, you know, chat. yeah. Do you know what I mean? And you know a lot of the time they go yeah you know everything's fine yeah I'm just going off because blah 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 blah. You know one of my close friends did it the other day, and I said like you know what's what's happening? You know is everything right? And you just you know, going two people out there. Yeah, you know, and, and a lot of the time sometimes it is the, you know people just need a break, but. Uh. You know, it can be the start of something, and I think For it's just sure. you know, it's just recognizing. It's a good that. indicator. Yeah. But like, this is this is my natural personality. Mm. Like, this is my baseline. Yeah, like, yeah. I'll chat to the woman in Aldi's. Like, like I am a chatty catty. Like, this is this is who I am. So, but when you are as I say extroverted, I am and I aren't. Like, I do get anxious and I do like time by myself mm. and quiet time. So when I'm selectively extroverted, and yes. I am loud, <laughs> do you know what I mean? From Penland, I can't hide that. Yeah, yeah. So when I dip to, like, 95% mm. out of 100, it's very noticeable. Yeah. So but if someone's already quite quiet and they dip to 90, 80, mm. 70%, it's difficult do you know what notice. I mean? It's, yeah. It, so, like, I could phone my dad and be like, hello, and he's like, oh, my God, what's that? Like, I can have a bad day, mm. and my parents are ready to take me back up the card. Mm. Like, they, because it was so frightening for them, and I'm yeah. not, I'm not minimising it. It was really scary. It was mm. scary for me. It was scary for everyone who witnessed it, and it's left an imprint on them that they think a bad yeah. day equals another nervous breakdown, you yeah. know what I mean? So, I, I get that they're on high alert, so... Yeah, it's, it's keeping an eye on your friends and, and just asking, are you all right? And asking them twice, are you okay? Are you sure are you all right? Let's, let's have a conversation. The words are like very important as well, aren't they? The, the words that people use. Yeah. You know, and I think it's being, con- it's, it's difficult, but it's picking up on when people use certain words yeah. or terms. Tone, the, or tone, mannerism, tone. body yeah. language. Like, you know, I could talk all day. I love assessing people. That's what I do. With them, how I go out and I assess clients, and I'm looking for all, you know, ev- mm. every indicator. Um, 
but it's when they are withdrawing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. like being mentally well or coming back for mental illness for me was connection and purpose, uh, like every day, mm. and it could be anything. I think once you've got purpose, you you have direction in life, and I think it's we're all we're all chopping around trying to do this and that and yeah. whatever. And we've got loads of everybody's got loads of different elements to their life. Do you know what I mean? So you've got family, you've got your uh, your work, you've got you know things you might responsibilities that you might have to do. You've got social life, you've got yeah. all these things you're trying to juggle. But I think this is why you spend so much time in work, and if your work is meaningful and purposeful, yeah, yeah, don't feel like work. Don't feel like work. No, you know, it feels like, you know... It, it fills you up instead of drains you. Yes, this is it. You know, you, you, you need to have something that really, you know, drives you forward and empowers you in all areas of your life. And this is kind of, you know, this is why I'm doing the coaching and stuff like that. Like, yeah. that is the kind of stuff which, you know, a lot of people have said to me over the years, like, you need to be doing this kind of stuff. And that's the kind of stuff that I like. And I've worked in it to a different capacity. So, like, when you mentioned Belair about... Um, when you went to when you went to work with all elder people, and you almost reflected back on yourself then and thought, well, actually, you know, I it, these are people who are still finding joy at the end of their life. I went to work, um, you know, after the first business uh, failed and stuff like that. You know, I was in a bit of a depressive state of mind yeah. for for a while through that. But I won't say I, I say depressive state of mind because I won't label it as depression because I know that you know, like when you when you describe your experience, I never I was never at that stage. And then when I went to work in the sector, um, so I worked with people with substance misuse and mental health, I seen people who couldn't leave their house. Like I was one of my clients was a guy who wouldn't leave his house. Mm. Um, he was agoraphobic, he you know, he was um, you know, severely anxious and depressed. You know, it was it, it was when I saw that, I was like, Fuck. My what I experienced was nothing in comparison to what this person's experience yeah but i, mean, I don't like that person. comparing though right see yeah like saying i like i get it like, i know you had it worse or whatever like but that's your experience mm. if you were in a depressive state of mind mm. then it was difficult for you when you were grieving the loss of your business and you were feeling you didn't mm. have no purpose that's painful for you there and there yes when yeah. you say okay like, and I know I've said a little bit about mm. looking at them and, and that shift in my mindset, but saying you don't deserve to feel depressed yeah. oh, no, because other people have it worse. It's mm. like saying you don't feel, deserve to feel happy because other mm. people have it better. So, like, it's all, like, I always get subjective and objective mixed up. It's all, like, yeah. each to their own, <laughs> innit? You can't subjective. compare, yeah. with, you know, you can't compare your experience to someone mm. else's. I know what you're saying because it's exactly the same. When yeah. I've looked at that person in that bed and gone, oh, my God, what have I got to complain about? Yeah. It does help. It gives it gives you... Perspective. That's it. It gives you perspective. Yeah. And I think that's what I took from it. Yeah. It's like, you know, it didn't... Um, you know, it didn't like lessen, you know, the experience I went through, but it gave me a different perspective on yeah. it to think, do you know what, actually, you know, I, I, and it gave me gratitude, yes. which was a big thing. Yes. It gave me <laughs> the gratitude to think, do you know what, I'm, I'm really grateful, yeah. you know, uh, that, or not, you know, obviously like you see somebody in that situation, it's not, it's, it is horrible and you do want to help them. But I, you know, when I looked at my own life then, it gave Thank me you. the ability Thank to you. be Thank grateful, you. Yeah. yeah, you know, for my state of mind how I am and also on how I'm able to interpret things, make sense of things yeah. in different ways, which allows me to have a healthier mindset or healthier mental health yeah. than a lot of people have, you know, which is... So gratitude mm. and understanding, or not understanding because no one understands, <laughs> or trying to understand or see things differently. Yeah. So when I was really ill, like, oh, I'm going to work. I was going to the library, right. going to Penland Library, because I was living with, I was staying with my parents. I was going to Penland Library. 
And the librarian, Jodie, she's a gorgeous woman. Lovely, lovely, like, beautiful soul. She said, I think you'd like this book. This, this, you know, this will help. Yeah. <laughs> and she gave it to me. It was a secret. And ah, okay. So yeah. I went home and I was reading it and I was like, this is a lot of, like, whatever. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, whatever. Like, try and get into it. And then I was like, well, no, it does start to make sense to me. Like, if you look for good, mm. you find good. And, like, so my other half's like, why do you need to be told that? Because mm. he's the most naturally positive, optimistic. <laughs> like, that's how he thinks. Yeah. That is 100% how he thinks. Why would you want to be... Why would you want to be anything but happy? Mm. All right, thank you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. he, like, he just... That's <laughs> how he's... That's his he's, default mode. That's almost, his default. Yeah. That's his absolute default. Why would you Why would you look for the bad? Why would mm. you focus on the bad? If you focus on the good, the, the good gets better. Like, mm. a why do you need a book to read that, to do that? But you like, say that to somebody who's in a depressive state of mind or something, and it's it's, it's, it's impossible yeah. to, to almost figure out how you look at things that way, yeah. isn't it? Like, I used to be really pessimistic. Yeah, I don't, believe it or not. Like, yeah, same. Like when I was in that mindset, so like I read the I read the secret, blah blah. I got into it, and then I just literally started writing every day mm. what I was grateful for, and like, and not just being like I'm gonna it. feeling it. Yeah, I am so grateful, you know, um, for this beautiful flat that I live in. I'm so mm. grateful. So my little dog Maisie's eleven, so she's been through. Every up and down. I'm so grateful I get to walk Maisie every day. Mm. Um, and like even after my bump passed this this year, like literally, like I worship the ground he walked on. Mm. I like his total biggest fan. And like obviously, like like I I embraced the grief I felt and I didn't want to be like toxically positive, which mm-hmm. is something that just wrecks me. Like you've got to feel all the spectrum of human emotions to be human. You can't just go and flip back into it. But I wrote in my gratitude journal saying, I'm so grateful that I got my Bambi until I was 29. I'm so grateful that, you know, we had such a lovely relationship and la la la, and kept going and kept going. Get a little bit emotional. <laughs> and just kept going because he, like, he wouldn't want me to be super sad for ages. Yeah. And like, I get upset, of course I do, like, especially when I talk to my dad and stuff mm. about him or like, you know, just like a memory pops up and you just think, oh, he's not there anymore. Yeah. But it was just that, like, even in the worst thing that I've, the, wor- the worst I've ever felt, like losing him, I could tr- try and find the positives. I'm like, not the positives in his death, like the, the, po- the, in the, his life. Yes, the, the I, yeah, not, not so much the lessons, I suppose, but yeah, like the, you, you're grateful for the things that you so learn grateful. from them or that happened, the experiences that you shared well, with them. Yeah, and just like, that, like how lucky am I yeah. that at 29 I had all four of my, like, how lucky am I? Yeah, yeah. How lucky, do you know, and just keep that, and mm. you know, how how blessed am I to have had, to have come from this amazing family that mm. wanted me to do well, that, and then, you know, we've, we've moved now into, a house that I just, I just can't even, like, I can't believe I live there. Like, I mm. wake up and I can't believe I live there. So I've gone from a council flat to living in a farmhouse on an acre yeah. in five years. And, like, we couldn't have got that mm. without the, the money my, my bump had left me. Yeah, so yeah. when I look at it, I'm like, oh, thank you so much, Nan and Bamp. Thank you mm. so much for look of, look of what we've got like my grandparents grew up in one room they mm. their heads would fall off if they could see that <laughs> yeah like in you know in two generations we've gone from mm. struggling to like 
doing all right. Thriving, you know, yeah. thriving, not, you know, and I don't mean like loads of money in the bank because that is not true right now, but just like that, that lack to like that abundance mentality. And, and that's what you, that's essentially what you're doing when you practice any form of gratitude. And I think I, I put a post up on the coaching uh, Instagram about this the other day is when you're practicing gratitude, and like you said, right, when you're feeling it, um, you know, and I think that's something I struggle with actually. But you know, like if you actually you, you put practice gratitude, gratitude regularly, you're focusing on essentially the abundance that you have and not the lack thereof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think when there's a focus on the lack thereof, that is, it's a very, it's a very big flip. Do you know what I mean? Because like when you're focusing on what you haven't got in any form of life, you know, whether it's the lack thereof in the partner that you're with, or the lack thereof in terms of you know your financial situation, or the lack thereof in terms of what what you want from your or role or you, you know for yourself you know you're, you're always in that you know that not well whatever the opposite of abundance is do yeah you know lack and lack of yeah, do yeah. You know? but when you like you said you're being grateful you're counting your blessings you know you're all of a sudden you're focusing on you're, you're, you're essentially what you're doing is changing a paradigm and i know he talks about this in the secret uh bomb whatever his name is yeah you know uh, it's, it's changing the paradigm you know of how you f- see the world and how you yeah f- feel about it and I think that is is so so important to to, to do that to yeah. And just last point in gratitude is what I I used to struggle with. I used to write generic stuff, right? I used to read the roof of my head. Yeah, yeah. really <laughs> generic. I wasn't feeling it. Yeah, still getting better. Yeah, you know, you know, getting more used to that. But what I found helpful when I was doing it is the really small stuff. So you know, for example, if I'd just been down the beach and seen the sunset, and I'd been you know on a paddleboard at sunset. You know the water just kind of trickling you know the very very specific yeah. moments which are you know only yeah. going to be felt by you that's the ones that i find you need to put down as, as being great for sure because that's all the life is isn't it it's moments mm-hmm. moments moments yeah, yeah, moments, yeah. moments that's all the life is but like i always like the sea so when i was ill i used to go in, and my parents be like please don't go to the cliff <laughs> so i used to go and like sit on a bench on the edge of the cliff at high tide mm. and just look out to the sea and just be like the world is so massive the universe is so massive i'm small mm. therefore my problems, my problems are, small. are small but i think what people can't get on board with with um law of attraction and the secret is like it's a bit hippie woo woo yeah, isn't it yeah. but like all you're doing is is changing your thinking patterns yeah, so yeah. like right back down it's just cbt mm. it's just taking something that you belief mm. and a belief is just a thought that you like having so you keep having it mm. or that in whether it's serving you or not it's, it's in you it's been put in you as a child or by society or whatever and it's in you so you're just changing it yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're just looking okay so this this thought this cognition is is affecting my behavior which is affecting my actions mm. but i don't want to do that anymore i'm stuck in this loop so you change, you challenge the thought, and you change mm. it, and that's all that law of attraction is really yeah. on, like a on like a black Bare and white level, yeah. level. You know, people play with it and do amazing things. Mm. I'm not saying, but I think if you were explaining it to someone who was like a skeptic, yeah, you just it comes across as woo woo. Oh my god, for sure, yeah. like. My other half's literally just like, oh my god, she goes with a happy nonsense again, and I'm like, um, <laughs> but like it's just slowing it down and just like you know meditating and and acknowledging your thoughts and just being mm. like, okay, I don't want to think that because mm. just because you think it, it's not, it doesn't mean it's true. And, and do you know what? There's, uh, I think it's it's quite um, and this is why I think it's a difficult concept to grasp because I think it's the psychologist um, Alan Watts mm. where I, I think I might not do it justice, but you, but you can read it up online. It's something like when you focus, when you focus, 
he, I think he calls it the like the opposites paradox or something like that. Is it? You might be more familiar with this. But when you when you're focusing on gaining money, for example, you're actually inadvertently attracting less yeah, money into your yeah. life because you're focusing on you're essentially you're tr- trying to get more which means you haven't got enough yeah yeah do you know what i mean and i think that's what, like, what you thank you for all my money I, 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 and then more flows then that's yeah, it. yeah i feel when you you're focusing on the abundance you're saying i have enough i have yeah. more than i'll ever need and i'm thankful for it you know and whatever it's like you know you're like you said you're changing your paradigm and you're thinking your thought process to you know i've got enough and then more just naturally flows to you and i think this is the, where the saying comes from money gets money or money, money, goes, money goes to, to money. money yeah yeah because you're not coming from a lack mentality at spot all on. spot on yeah for sure mm. <laughs> money goes to money no but then even that's reinforcing it so i'm thinking oh well i haven't got money so i'm never gonna so it just yeah yeah you've got to be you've got to be careful what you think and while you're putting it out there rather you think that that's just putting it in your mind and you're hearing it back mm. you know you've got to be careful what you listen to in yourself isn't it and what you're putting out there into the universe or into the world yeah. as vibes or whatever you know if you're going about like oh people are horrible mm. well your body language is already giving that off mm. so people aren't going to be kind and nice to you then no, they? No, Do you know what I mean? you're yeah. putting that out there have you, seen, have you read the Good Vibes, Good Life book? Yeah, I'm in the Destin? middle of it now. It's yeah, really same, good. Same, yeah, it's yeah. really good. I'm halfway through it and I love it. Yeah. It's literally what you said, but there, it's just putting, if you're putting out, you know, a certain type of vibe, you know, you will find people that are naturally on that, yeah. that, that, that vibe as well. Yeah. It's positive or like negative. Like the tracks, like. Yeah, spot on. It's, uh, yeah, it is just a very, it's a bit of a dangerous one, that is, because like you said, if, just, if you're in a really negative state of mind, it more will happen. Like my yeah. father is an example of this. You know, he will... He'll be in a negative frame of mind, but then he will, I don't know, he'll go to walk in the bank. For example, this happened during COVID. So, you know, he was, something happened in the morning, he was pissed off or whatever. He went to walk in the bank and then they weren't letting people in, you know, because they didn't have enough cashiers. The cashiers were on break and this and that. And, you know, you had to wait outside or something along those lines, right? It was a bit of an inconvenience, if you like. And you know, you ended up having an argument with the guy on the door. You know, just something like that. Because his back is already full. So like, I've had a bit of a mare today. And just in general, um, in life mm. currently, um, and people, and everything. Are you okay? Mm. Because, like, individually, lots of things are going on, mm. and lots of things are going wrong in inverted or not as I wanted them to go. Yeah. But it, I can't control it. Mm. So on the way here, I had like um, a chat with my coach Cora, um, and I was just like, right, reframe your mind mm. now. Like, but it's that ability to go. Right, I don't want to be in this mood. Mm. Like, I don't want to... When you're me- when you're well, I'm not saying this is how you cure when you're ill. It's when you're well and you're moving away from, or when you're in a good place, a positive place, and you're moving away from, to pull yourself back. Mm. This mood is not serving me. Like being, like, being stressed or being opinionated or being argumentative it's not serving me like i don't want to mm. like why would i want to be in that headspace what can i do yeah to bring myself back and that's all like self-care thing has all been overrun by like beauty industry now so like self-care is like bubble bath and a face mask yeah it's yeah, not yeah. like self-care is like having that little chat with yourself taking a couple of deep breaths bringing yourself back right is this serving me where do i want to be how am i going to get there like i need to shift how I'm seeing things, how I'm thinking about things. Mm. That's self-care. Do you know what? I love that you've actually said that because 
I've never even thought about that. You see, you do see people put things up on Instagram. Hashtag like, self-care. Yeah, self-care when they're in the bath or they're having a face mask or th- something like that. And I think, okay, that's good because you're taking time for yourself and, you know, you're relaxing and you're getting into it's that. It's been monetized though, state. right? Exactly, yeah. It's been monetized. <laughs> it's been, you know... It's, it's been feminized. Yeah. So, like, your self-care is just going... Like, for me, self-care is having better boundaries. Mm. Going... I'd love to, but I can't. Can we do it a different... Like, mm. I cancelled on you the other week mm. because I'd had a hell of a day. How dare. I know. The <laughs> r- can't believe I'm here. No. Like, because I'd had, like, a really, like, hectic mm. morning in work and I just thought, I'm not going to show up as my best self. Mm. And, like, I don't want to do you an injustice, do the topics an injustice yeah. by turning up and not... Fully being, into yeah, it, fully not being, being fully yeah. present. There was a shit storm going on, mm. and I couldn't, you know, I had to sort it. Um, because you know, it just falls to you as directors sometimes. Mm. You are, you know, it's this, it's not, you know, you, pro- you haven't caused it, but you've yeah. got to sort it, you know. G- going on that as well, actually, how do you so obviously the stuff that you're doing right now, so it's empower support, mm. which you, you know, you're running, you've got girl boss club, yeah, and you and you're still working, uh, you know, is it just empower support you're working in now or are you still working in um so we've still got clinic as well which is precision so i yeah i do three three different things things. how do you manage your time effectively to get things done to keep yourself sane to to do life admin like how do you manage your time what do you find works for you i'll be flat up honest now so like if my business partner calf you that question she would just be like ha because she's just caused me calamity again. Like, I'm chaotic mm. as a person. Like, th- it's why we work well together. So mm. every good business partnership or every good bu- business person mm. has in them engine and brakes. Right. I haven't got brakes in me. <laughs> okay, yeah. Right? I haven't. So, like, calf is my brakes. Mm. So I'm the engine and I get everything started. And mm. I'm like, woomph, 100 miles an hour, let's do it. Here's the idea. And then she's the bricks, like, how are we going to execute this yeah, idea? Yeah. Have you thought about the risk, the benefit? Ri-? No. Like, mm. so she slows me down. How it comes to managing my time. Everyone says to me, how do you do it all? I don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Don't believe anything you see on Instagram. I don't. <laughs> right. Don't do it all. Like, nobody does it all. And I, like, so the team we have around us is amazing. So it's me, my fiance my business like three of us business partners directors yeah we share that role between us like because one person cannot do all that yeah we have an incredible manager on we pay hr support we pay for my life admin mm. i literally the other week paid madmen like um an, a, a va to do all my change of address stuff to change yeah. my life like farm that out farm that shit out <laughs> I have not got room in my head for that, right? Hmm. That, that's what I mean. That, that's... I have not got room. In, but a lot of people would be like, oh, thanks. I'm amazing. No, be honest. Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Because actually, out. loads of people ask me this question as well, right? They'll see the stuff that I'm putting on Instagram. And, I, and going back to what you said, uh, I think we were talking about earlier on, I, I like to try and, like, the stuff I'm putting on Instagram, like, you know, yeah, I'm down the beach, I'm surfing, I'm doing this and that, whatever. Like, th- to be honest, there's not that's not a lie. You know, if I'm having a shit day or something, generally i'll put something up then you know like if i've gone for a run and i'll say you know i've been having a shit day i've gone for a run and now i feel helped. much better and this yeah. is how so i'll try and keep it as transparent as possible yeah, yeah but you know like people do say to me like how do you manage your time effectively how do you do all of the things that you're doing 
But then what we the people who know me get know quite well will know that I'm late to everything. Oh, yeah, I'm constantly running late. And Always it's really late. rude. Yeah. It's really rude. Yeah, and like, yeah. and like, like my other half literally will scream at me like, send us, like we're... And I'm like, time is like, I'm, I've said, time doesn't exist. Time is a human <laughs> construct. Like I say, I'm exactly the same. Time yeah. is a human exactly construct. Blah blah. But like, I can be on time if it like needs to be. But if someone's like, oh, should we go about two-ish? Like, yeah, you know, and you try and structure everything around, around it. Then, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm exactly the same. And somebody said to me like, you know, yeah, it, it, this resonated with me a nice watch there, bit. though, right? <laughs> It doesn't work, actually. It does. It, you know, it That's works. why you're late all it, the time. You know, it works, right? But then it keeps stopping all the time. So, like, this says half past 12, right? But it's still ticking. So, I, and I, But then I'll change it back to whatever. And then it's... it's yeah. So That's I don't why even, you're like, late all the time. Yeah, this is just my ego. This is just... <laughs> um, no, I literally, like, it, people say it. And I'm like, do you know what? I'm like, I, I actually don't... You know, I, I get... Um, you know, I, I do get to do all of these different things that I'm doing. But it's only because I'm probably turning up to late, late to shit. You know, because I'm, um, you know, maybe like when I should be doing life admin or whatever, do you know what I mean? Things like that. You know, I'm actually out surfing or whatever, do you know what I mean? So I, I'm probably not managing my time as effectively as I could be, but I am doing a load of stuff and I'm making sure that I'm, I, I'm, t- I've, my, my, one of my mottos or one of my things about life is leave no stone unturned. Yeah. So I don't want to leave any stone unturned. Like somebody says to me like, oh, you know, we have to have a catch up, level of coffee and stuff. The way I look at it is like, you know, a bit morbid it almost, but it could be the last time I see that person. Do you mm, know what I mean? That's or, true. You that's never been true. Yeah, yeah. It could be the last <laughs> time I've seen a person. It could be, you know, the last time somebody sees me. It could be a really, you know, it could be a conversation that I need to have or that person needs to yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're never going to know the full extent yeah. of the words that you use or, the, you know, the words you speak to somebody else or the actions that you, you take. And I just think that when opportunity presents itself, that it's good to take it up. And not all the time. I think, you know, it's good to be a yes person but only if it serves you yeah only if it serves you and i think and that's what i realized is i was always a yes person but then i realized i was giving away so much of myself that i was never saying no to things and you know my and i'm still i do still struggle with this but it's good to say no to things but it is good to say yes and i think that's probably why i'm getting as much done as or doing as much shit as you know um as I look to be, because I'm literally just saying yes to stuff. Like, yeah. I, I hardly ever suggest plans. You know, if I'm going surfing, it's usually my mate saying, oh, when are we surfing this week? And I'll go, yeah. every day. No, but, uh, you know, <laughs> um, or, or, you know, it's generally other people will say blah, blah, blah. And then that that's You're where in. I, I'm in. I'm, I'm in, yeah. You know, but then I've, I've got to try and find the time for myself then and the stuff that I specifically want to do or need to do. Yeah, but know. it's want and need. So stuff I want to do, mm. I do. Stuff I need to do. So, like, we have a cleaner. Yeah, yeah. Um, like yeah, pay, just pay someone else to do the admin because mm. I'm just not an organised person. I'm mm. just not. So I, yeah, team around me, pay other people to do the shit you don't want to do, and and just pull, place your strengths. Yeah. So like, in our business, my strength is going out networking, speaking to you know getting getting clients in mm. um social media branding presence my business partner's strengths are organization paperwork making sure i don't like do anything wrong uh, <laughs> yeah. like like doing actual things yeah. so like play to your strengths and get other people on the payroll who can who can fill in the gaps like you can't be everything to all things mm. you can't do it all no one can and i think this is where 
a lot of people burn out. So Cora, my coach, is a burnout coach. Yeah. And I think that when I had my breakdown, it's because I completely burnt myself out. Mm. I was working ridiculous hours for no money. Mm. And I was just trying to please all the people all the time. So I was like, some weeks we were paying the staff and not, well, not paying me, mm. not paying the electric. Just trying to like, please out please everybody didn't want to drop people's hours mm. la, 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 la. and you're just trying to keep all these plates spinning and i think this have it all rise and grind like hashtag entrepreneur like no sleep no rest for the wicked or sleep when you're dead whatever whatever yeah, nonsense it's a fallacy is yeah is is perpetuated you know so what i've worked on with cora is um Nothing worth having comes easy. Yeah. We've all heard that. What was this nothing? nothing worth having yeah, comes, comes easy. easy. Why? Mm. Why doesn't it come easy? Mm. Why can't it feel nice and mm. good and and the the process and the journey? Why can't you enjoy it and celebrate your wins? Because mm. I'm murdered for being the next, the next, the next, the next. I've achieved this, right? Okay. What's next? What's next? Yeah, yeah. Whoa! Stop and celebrate what you've just done. Mm. Um, and it just burns people out. Like this whole, you've got to do it all. Like, have you? Hmm. Have you got to do it all? And I played into it. Yeah, I yeah. played into it with like you know the the very nature of girl boss club. Girl boss club. Mm. It's it's elevating and it's saying you know yeah you're a boss you're doing this and you're doing that. Mm. But it's also like I'm really open and, and vulnerable and put it out there. And I'll be like I'm so stressed I can't do it blah blah blah. Yeah. And it's and it's showing that part of yourself and giving other people permission to say, oh, I'm struggling too. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. this is hard. <laughs> Do you know what? That, that's, that's what I love about the, the authenticity of it, isn't it? You know, that, that's so important in life. What because... else are you going to be if you know yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. What else are you going to be? So have you, with Boss comes up, because we've had this conversation before, you've had negative feedback <sighs> to it, haven't you? You've had po- obviously so much positive feedback, which I've seen. But I remember you telling me before that you had ne- some negative feedback or something yeah. from it, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. So um, I get accused of being sexist. Yeah. Like, I love men. I'm engaged to one. My dad's a man. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I, love, like I love men. Like, it's not, it's not a gender thing. Mm. So, like, I'm comfortable talking about you with you now. Yeah. But, like, if you... If you're not confident or comfortable in yourself or feel belittled by white straight men in suits, like, you know, middle class, like, I'm a businessman. Mm. Like, it's it's difficult to, like, be in that environment if you're feeling, like... So, a prime example of this, little tangent. The beauty industry was overlooked with all the lockdown restrictions Mm. going back. We couldn't open clinic for months after, like... I remember going to clean clinic because we thought that we were going to be allowed to open back up. Yeah. And then it was like, Sars, you can't. And I was driving home and I drove past the pub and it was bouncing. And I was like, I'm a nurse. I'm not allowed to open my business. The pubs are bouncing. Because the beauty industry was just looked over by, mm. you know, men making the rules. Yeah. So it was looked over at like being like fluffy or like... Uh, um, non-essential. Non-essential. Not but that the pub, pub is essential. Pub's essential <laughs> yeah. though. And I'm not thinking pubs, but you know. Yeah. 
So it's left over non-essential. So I did a little bit of digging. 81, 80, either 81 or 89. In the 80 billion pounds a year, revenue is is cultivated by the beauty and self-care industry, which is like 90-odd, 98% women. Yeah. So that is a huge proportion of the UK, you know, Economy. economy. Huge, massive. And like... It's good for your mental health. It's you have that connection. That mm. co- oh my God, when my clients tell me when they come for their treatments, like we, it, you, you go for a head of barbers. Like, yeah, yeah, I've said this. Times as well. a million. Yeah. Times a million though with women. So I wanted to create a space where women could come just as they are, mm. just as they are. Like I've turned up to kill boss late. To my own event in my nurse scrubs, like, oh my god, I'm sorry, girls, I'm late. Ward was clean off, run to the toilets down there, quickly got changed, come up, no makeup, and yeah. everyone was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> they could just yeah. be themselves then, whereas you can come in, you haven't got to put on like a facade. You you can, you know, you can stand up and be like, do you know what? Like, I'm really struggling mm. with, with this, or like, it's really impacting me or like looking after my kids or doing all this emotional labor and running my household and my business is really difficult yeah. and i think generally in a, in a room of like mixed gender or predominantly men hmm. that is not that's too emotional oh my god women are so emotional how do you possibly run a business hmm. but you know i wanted to create a safe space and like the women felt safe and i'm not tarring men as like predatory or anything but like You've done this yourselves as well, mind. Like, mm. that you can't be vulnerable with your emotions because you'll be locked on as yeah. weak. Mm. So I wanted to create a space where women could come together. But yeah, I've been called sexist. And, you know, you look back historically, everything's been male-dominated. Everything. Like, one boy wrote on, my, like, a status I shared, like, what, you know, uh, where's the boy boss club? Mm. And then um, one of the girls commented, like, the whole fucking world is boy boss club. Let us have this. <laughs> yeah, I think that was the one you referred to, actually. So I think when we spoke about it, you didn't, I'm sure you mentioned that. I think it had recently yeah, happened. Yeah, it just buckled that. me. Yeah. Mate, you've got the rest of the world. Can we just have this little room in Brewstones mm. once a month, please? <laughs> um, But, like, the community... The good always the bad. You laugh like you could literally cure cancer, and someone would have something to say about it. This is the this is the thing, and you know the internet has amplified that as well because it gives everybody a voice. Just an echo chamber, but nonsense. It yeah, it doesn't, and it doesn't give. Uh, there's there's not a lot of consequences for what you say online as well. You know, I have huge opinions on this. Yeah, shock. I was gonna, that's, that's <laughs> the trouble. I think there's so. Yeah, you know, that, that's why online bullying has gone through Perfect. the roof, you know, I, I, along with everything else. And I think uh, what people talk about, like, for example, with celebrities now, you know, when uh, everybody says, like, Caroline uh, Caroline, Caroline Flack, mm-hmm. Caroline Flack, when, you know, when she committed suicide, it was, you know, oh, you know, like, everybody, you know, be kind. Yeah, be yeah. kind and things like that. But then they will tear down politics, like, not that I, I'm a fan of politicians or you know, politics in general, but... I think we fail to remember that they are human, and you know it's quicker. People are they? But yeah, people, you know, people will tear them down and be very um, personal about them to a certain extent, as well as other celebrities, as you know, like celebrities in general and mm. stuff like that. But we just tend, you know, as a society, we just tend to forget, you know, oh, be kind there's one minute, but then when there's something, you know, that the media make you know funny about somebody's life, like a celebrity's life. 
they they are failing to remember and also the people who are absorbing it and sharing it and mm. laughing about it are failing to remember that that person is going through something in a, like a mental battle yeah because of what content has been put yeah. out about them yeah, yeah. and you know that's that that's true not just celebrities and, and people in the limelight but people on a day-to-day basis as well like for sure you like know, I, I, like, I had a terrible time on MSN hmm. when I was younger. So, like, it, I would get bullied in school and then go home. And then, like, other people... So, like, and with comments on my, on my Facebook hmm. and Instagram, I think, would you say that to my face? Hmm. Would you have the bottle and the backbone to be like, this is what I think? Yeah. Or are you a keyboard warrior? Like, there's... It still has the same amount of consequences and impact. Oh, yeah, yeah. But you are hiding behind a computer screen... Um, I literally think you should be able to, you should, they shouldn't be having like trolls. You should mm. prove who you are to be able to have an account. But I will just pick you up on the little thing you just said about politics. So you've gone, I'm not into that. Mm. I'm not into politics. Oh, shit, I don't like it. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's a privilege to be able to say, isn't it? Mm. That's like, so I said something the other week about, um, I don't have an opinion on things anymore. I don't want to get involved in things oh. anymore. Oh, we got spillage. Sorry, you've only had one. one. <laughs> Stephen. Uh, <laughs> and one of um a, a woman who had spoken at girl boss went emily like you were in a position of privilege to be able to say i don't want to be involved with these debates anymore because the people that i am defending hmm. i haven't got a choice they involved that's a choice that you're making isn't it mm. as like, yeah, like a I white suppose... male like i don't want to be yeah. involved in politics yeah 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 like i suppose it's like if you look at um like let's just use africa as an example yeah where they've got you know, the, the, the governments are, you know, no, nowhere near what the like the UK government is yeah. to a certain extent, you know what I mean? So the people have to kind of get involved yeah. with the politics there because it directly affects, you know, their way of life. And I think what happens with the UK is we'll notice like that will certain things will affect yeah. us. It'll select, you know, it'll affect certain people, um, you know, but a lot of people who are just working for a company, they won't really see what, you know, because there's so many different things going on behind the scenes. We won't really see... The full extent of what what that you know, those politicians are going to have on our lives to a certain yeah. extent, we just kind of yeah. go, ah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um. One example of this is just surfability. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So Ben Clifford, you know, he was, I think, he was directly, well, well he was directly affected from what I've heard about, you know, by uh, what happened with, uh, with when the Conservatives, so Boris Johnson came in. I think he cut some sort of funding. Yeah. Which is where they pulled their money from. Yeah. Um. But then he got the Pride of Britain award, and he got offered to go see meet Boris Johnson. And uh, apparently he said, "I don't want to. De- I don't want to meet that disgusting man." You know, because and and, and to be fair, that's, I, that takes a lot for somebody to do that. Yeah, it's like you know, yeah, you know. That's sticking by your morals, not your ego, isn't it's it? Sticking by your morals. It's yeah. not saying, you know, I'm going to go meet. This I have a picture in front of number ten. Yeah, exactly. He's gone. This guy has directly affected my life. Yeah. you know, in a negative way, and so I'm not going to. Yeah, you know, I'm gonna. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going to sh- sacrifice my morals and my values. And yeah. I think that, you know, that is I got a lot of time and respect for that. A lot of time and respect. But I said, I feel like I've got more respect for people who are like, it hasn't directly affected me, mm. but I empathise and feel for the people it has affected. And I want to fight for change for them. Not just politically, like socially, mm. like all of it. Like we have to look at, out and empathise with people less fortunate than mm. us, you know, because we have to acknowledge our privilege. Like yeah. me and you are both from... Penland, like I, you know, my parents live in a council house, like, mm. but I have got certain privileges yeah. that other people haven't got, and you've got, you've got to acknowledge it and, and use your voice. Because I tried, I tried to be like, I don't want to be opinionated anymore. I mm. want to be zen and sit on my mountain <laughs> and be like, um, but like, 
there comes a time there's where ways of going around it yeah. you know i'm i'm working on myself so like yes i hold my opinions which is just thought and mm. what i think in it based on my morals and values which is just whatever but how do i encompass them without wronging someone else mm. answers on a postcard please <laughs> I was going to say, one of the things you mentioned about that as well, I was, I, it just reminded me, so when I was doing the ultra a couple of weeks ago... Oh, clean off. Yeah, you didn't even have shoes on, did you? No, no. That Are you was, that no, hard No, up, no, no. Right? I don't know. Rip, whip, round for Ryan to have some shoes. I know. No, I done a, I done a 10k barefoot, but then I did the 50 mile. I did have shoes oh, on. Okay. Because uh, that would be crazy. <laughs> when, I, when I was doing it, though, there was a guy I seen, um, it was... On Tor Bay it was, so it was like the far end of Oxwich yeah, yeah. type thing. I was running through like a woodland area but there. You know, there was a guy walking past with his dog and I was like, I'm making a fuss of the dog and, pardon me. He said, uh, you know, I was like, oh, you know, we do, mate, you're having a good day. He's like, oh, he said, I've lost my bloody wallet. He said, I was down there, you know, on the beach this morning. He said, I've just gone back to look for it. But he said, I can't find it. I was oh, I said, no way. I like, you know, do you have much money in there or anything like that? He said, oh, it was only a five pound note with a couple of cards. And he said, don't worry, it's a first world privilege anyway. He said, I can cancel the cards. And I went. No, it's, it's kind of you know he said it really blase and I was like it just it struck me about the type of person he is and then it also sat with me because I thought well you know we lose our car keys yeah it costs us 100 quid sometimes or 50 quid or whatever yeah. it is to, to replace them uh, you know you lose your wallet it's like nicer problems to have it yeah. is you know I mean? <laughs> it is actually really a first world problem like you know if you lose your laptop right it's a shit sit you know you go oh my god I've got so much stuff in it but it's like well you were actually lucky enough to have a laptop yeah. in the first place yeah, yeah. you've also you're lucky enough to have a job which pays you an income where you could actually go and buy another laptop yeah. it might put you out for a little bit but it's still a very first, and it's on, just a first on, world problem. And, yeah. and I think, you know, doing that is, it's a very, it's sometimes a tough pill to swallow, but it's, it increases your positivity and your outlook on life and things like that, doesn't it? And, you know, yeah, that really, really sat with me, that did. Yeah, and it's but, okay to experience negative emotions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's, a, like, it's part of life. Like, you've got to allow it all. Mm. Like, there's no point in battling about it and trying to turn it too quick. Yeah. Because, you know, life can, turn on a penny like can't it it can be up and down and up and down like 100%. you know i think the last few months of you know corona post has like shown everybody like, like you know it can just be like you know you're up and down and and also your plans what you plan to have hundred percent you know it's never going to pan out so i think it's good to have and i, I think this is why a lot of people are struggling because they've yeah. had holidays but no they've had different things anything again. yeah you've got to leave room for shit happens and just of course t- and it just, does and, just and it is what walk. it is like yeah, it? Yeah. like what's that saying like you want to make god laugh like show him your plans like yeah, yeah. like <laughs> like you just you can't you can't plan life you could have like goals mm-hmm. But it's, you know, but to try and turn it and be, like, fake positive, Mm. toxic, I'm not allowing myself to feel this grief, this hurt, this pain, this loss, this lack, this whatever. Mm. Like, you've got to sit from it because that's what makes you resilient. That's what makes you robust. That's what makes you able Mm. to actually deal with what life gives you. It builds builds you resilience. resilience. It it, it builds, it, it, it... if you're lucky, it hardens you and it softens you and it gives you this ability of coping. And yeah. I think that is a skill that a lot of people in the generations coming after us mm. are not going to have. No, like no. this coping skill because, and I'm all for praising people up and whatever, but you have got to learn life lessons. You have got to lose a race. You have mm. got to have things happen to you that make you resilient because otherwise you're going to be, what? Mm. 
yeah. when things actually always, go you're wrong, you're always going to be expecting the best the situations, best. And, and when something comes life. to the contrary, it's going to affect you. And this is, do you know why? This is why I've talked about comfort zones in some of the videos and stuff I put. Is like, you know, it's you, you've got to you, you've got to push yourself out of your comfort zone to a certain extent, especially if you haven't got hardship going on through your life. So I, I think when you push yourself out of your comfort zone, you're temporarily and uh, and willingly putting yourself in uncomfortable situations mm. in life which force you to build a kind of a mental resilience yeah. and to like uh, one of the things me and um my mate lee you know we'd always talk about is it, we used to go running in the worst weather possible you know in the rain in the cold all that kind of stuff and when you're doing it it feels yeah. horrible but after it you feel amazing because you realize that you've gone and done something that a lot of people aren't yeah. doing like people are going in favorable conditions but when it comes to doing an ultra marathon or something yeah. you're gonna have so much shit which comes up like my knee went at 28 miles or something yeah you know and it's you, you can't really plan for those things but you can look at it and feel about it a different way yeah if you put yourself through those that you know those kind of resilience exercises for sure. and or if you've already been through a lot of shit in your yeah. life in the past where you've got to pull upon those kind of lessons that you've learned uh, uh you know throughout that period and i think that's yeah it's 100 percent you know, if you've been through shit, use it as a lesson. Oh, you know, for fit, sure. You know, it's, we, it's hard to see it at the time. <laughs> retrospectively. But, yeah, retrospectively. <laughs> uh, are you familiar with Steve Jobs' quote, Connecting the Dots? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you know, for the people listening, you know, type it in, Steve Jobs' Stanford commencement speech. Best speech I've ever used. Yeah, you you're know. looking. Yeah, can't yeah. connect the dots looking forward. You can only look and connect them looking back. Yeah, for sure. And, what, you know, it's like a boxing saying, isn't it? Like, train hard, fight easy. So, like, when I talked earlier about I know, mm. like, I know... That it's all gonna be okay. Yeah. Like I know that I'm gonna be fine. I know that I'm gonna bounce back for this. I know that the business is gonna be a success mm. because it's been worse. And I know it can get better. Yeah, yeah. You've seen where the floor is. You realize it's probably not as far down as it could be, and you know you can you can move yeah, forward with it. For sure. It was no. like the floor, a mm. hundred feet of shit, me, <laughs> and I still yeah just. Yeah, what, what you go through just, it makes you see things differently and I'm glad I did. What would you say to you, like this is one of the questions I want to ask you just before we finish up, what would you say to your younger self? Oh my like, God. What, what would be the best piece of advice, not necessarily for business, but just for, in general, like what would be, you know, the advice you'd give to your younger self? Let your ego go. Yeah? Let your ego go. Like stop being, like stop trying to control how people view you and be liked and just get out of your own way and mm. ask for support mm. um and that's the advice i give my current self as well because your, <laughs> yeah. your ego's your ego's kind of always there isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah. like it's there to like protect you or whatever and look but after it gets you in the way as but well. it gets in the way and like things happen you know like that you can attach your worth to but yeah for my younger self it's just stop caring so much what other people think and let your ego go because I thought I was so cool <laughs> and I just wouldn't no <laughs> it's just attaching too much worth to other people's opinion of you mm. like it's a bonus like I'd hope that you'd leave you today being like oh I enjoyed my time with Emily like she's a cool girl like but like it's a bonus if you like me yeah. but what is really important is if I like myself <laughs> yeah. that's it and I hated myself in my early 20s and I tried to fill that void with all manner of things mm. which just made things worse so now I'm just like I am who I am I am I who I am I am, I am. And, I yeah. am what I am and if you don't like me <laughs> 
fuck up. <laughs> yeah, not even, not no, even that last not, bit. Yeah, not that. Not e- I know that you were just joking, but like, yeah. not even that. I think we attach so much worth to like what other people think, and mm. so like, my yeah, my business partner is like nails this. She's like, if you wouldn't ask someone, if you wouldn't go to someone for mm. advice, like I value her opinion mm. above most people's because she's like the most honest person I've ever met yeah. like black and white cut and dry like she just cuts me down puts me in my face and I need that because mm. I get a bit like ah, ahead of myself she said her my parents opinions and obviously my fiance's opinion and like a few friends where I literally go what do you think mm. can I have your input like we've got a group chat like can I have your input on this so if I wouldn't ask ask you mm. and seek you out for your opinion and if you're not living your most authentic life and really putting yourself out there i am not interested in your feedback mm. i am not interested in what you have to say and not in a big head is i think i'm better than you no if but i wouldn't yeah. if, I, I, if i wouldn't I seek that. your opinion out and, and value it and then change my behavior According accordingly or be like, oh, okay, thanks for that feedback. I'm gonna disregard it, or I'm gonna do this. Yeah, it's, there's no point entertaining it in the first place. So no, because no, everyone, that. everyone's got massive opinions about mm. things that they don't understand. So like, if I wouldn't seek you out and ask you directly what you think about this, or what you think I should do, or life situation, business, whatever, or if you know, if my parents were like, um, you know, you need to not do this, or you're making a fool of yourself, or you know, really sit me down. When I was partying all the time, my father sat me down and he was like, what are you doing? <laughs> Tell me what you're doing. Where where do you think this is going to end? Yeah. And, I, like, I appreciate that honest feedback. Yeah, because there's somebody you respect. and Respect. Yeah, and also they've been through whatever in life For does. Sure. So you can respect their opinion yeah. a lot more, so isn't I, it? So I'd say that that's the biggest lesson I've learned mm. recently, yeah. is if you are not taking the risks... I'm taking and if you're not on that journey um or if you're not you know if you're if you're only giving feedback to drag me down Mm. not really interested in it I like that and (laughs) and just lastly then for your for everybody listening how do we get in touch with you so with everything you've got going on everywhere like honestly so we're sorting your accounts and whatever like you know what I mean yeah so we're um at Girlboss Club yeah at Empower Support Mm -hmm. And yeah, just on Facebook, Family Fender. Awesome. No. Well, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. I would cheers you my dr- with my drink, but I have. But you chucked it everywhere. Just cheers. No, I really appreciate that. Thank you very oh, much. Oh, thank you for having me. It's nice to have conversations that you wouldn't normally have day to day, isn't it? This is it. Because yeah. um, everyone I already know sick of sick of this nonsense that I'm chatting. So it's nice to be no, inflicted on I a really new person. <laughs> thank you. Thank you very much. Cheers, guys. We're up for a safe next look. Oh yeah. Oof. I am dying.